0: What is up, guys? I apologize for the noise in the background. I got a fucking spin class going ape shit behind me. I want to, before we get into this podcast, the organizers uh, of the Iron and Mortar Summit, who are the guests on the podcast here, are doing a very generous giveaway for any one of you fuck faces that are willing to take them up on it. They are offering a free seat, which has a $775 value at their conference this year, which is gonna be June 24th and 25th in Portland, Oregon. You guys, honestly, it's a great opportunity. This will be my third year out there and contributing and speaking and doing the small groups. You're gonna get the opportunity to hear from six of the micro gym industry leaders in this functional fitness space. There's gonna be these one hour small group intensives with a keynote speaker or a table host of your choice that you get to pick. They've got Jason Kalipa coming out. They've got me. They've got JP, the founder of Brick. They've got Miranda Oldroyd. They've got Chris Spieler. There's a fuck ton of people coming to this. I highly recommend, you know, you get your lunches in on them. They're going to have an evening dinner and drinks and kind of just sit elbow to elbow with these people that you've probably been watching and you admire. I cannot recommend it enough. Go into the show notes. There is a link there. Click that link. Put in your name, email, you know, your lead information, and they're going to pick one of you lucky fuck faces to attend for free and you get to come out, hang out with me, all these other awesome people. Guys, I cannot recommend it enough. It's free fucking money. Just put in your lead information and onto the podcast. Alrighty guys, it is Stu. It is what the fuck gym talk. And I have uh, the lawyer duo. And I have Lacey Nelson on the podcast. These are the, I'm going to let everyone just introduce themselves and give like their 60 minute, 60 second elevator pitch as to who they are, (laughs) why they're important uh, real quick. But these are the creators and the founders of the Iron and Mortar Summits that I've obviously have a very tight knit relationship with. I got to speak at their very first one and their second one. I'll be back for their third one. And so I'm going to go ahead and introduce these guys. We're going to get into a lot of fun shit today. If you guys would, Lace, we'll start with you. If you guys just go give your 60 second, who you are, why it's important. All
1: right, hi, I'm Lacey Nelson. And uh, I got my start in the nonprofit sector and I was in administration in nonprofit building programs for youth that wanted to get their lives back on track. And um, I built teams of people that carried out frontline work and I loved it. And, And I got good at it. And then I took a break from that sector Started my family and at during that window of time, fell in love with functional fitness, went to my first CrossFit gym and realized that there was a similarity in the life-changing work. There were parallels between what I had been doing and this new place that I found myself in and um, had it, it became obvious that where the industry was at, at that time, there was a big need for people to learn how to run the business end to continue this life-changing work for the long trajectory, and that there were a lot of different ideas out there, but not a not a platform that was bringing those ideas together, and Brendan was my coach at the time, and he and I put our heads together, and uh, the summit was born, so... You
0: That's were literally the seconds. avatar, Kool Aid drinking client. You did everything except open your own CrossFit gym to be the quintessential Kool Aid drinking CrossFit avatar client. Like, fell in love with yeah. it. I was mom, yeah. I had all this, all this busy stuff. It completely changed my life, and it put me on this different trajectory. The only thing that would have completed that story if you would have opened up your own, and you would have been the avatar, Kool Aid yeah. drinking CrossFit client. I'm really glad you mm-hmm. did it. I'm glad you did this instead. <laughs> I really, I really am. Um, lawyers, if you wouldn't mind. I don't know who's going to speak You guys are each going to go or does one speak for the I don't know how that works uh, <laughs> well she's the boss just to yeah. clarify
2: <laughs> so I guess I can so I'll go first I'm Ashley lawyer uh, we're obviously married my professional background is not as extensive as Lacey's uh, but I was a professional photographer um, I've taught myself graphic design a lot of creative things and that's definitely what I bring to the summit side definitely the branding the way that it looks and feels um and definitely on the intuition side i feel like i've been around crossfit long enough 2012 so kind of when it was getting bigger and uh just seeing it change has been really eye-opening and i'm excited to hopefully bring more change through the summit or at least on the business side
3: yeah my name is brennan Lur, uh lucky enough to be married to her um i started doing the uh, the CrossFit scene and training and doing all that kind of stuff back in 2009. Uh, became obsessed with it. Uh, coming out of high school, went to trade school, found out that wasn't exactly the direction that I wanted to go after a few years. So I decided to go into this full time. And after a few years of beating my head against the wall, trying to you know, put a square peg in a round hole with the, the current model, it didn't really work. And actually found some of your stuff online Uh, I believe it was when you're back talking about uh, way back in PT first and how that idea just kind of completely transformed how we would onboard clients and that idea. And we kind of ran with it. And then Lacey and I got together. I went to one of her uh, hiring seminars and we thought that this needs to be done at a bigger scale.
2: Yeah. Uh, Whether you know it or not, Stu, you were a big part of why the summit was even started. We were, I wasn't at the gym,
0: but we both,
2: yeah, we had had, a big frustrations where we were before and you know, we wanted to make it more professional. We wanted all these things and we thought it was a reasonable ask and we were kind of made to feel like it was impossible or not, not really doable. And we found your videos. And I think, especially with your delivery style, (laughs) it was like, yeah, why the fuck aren't we doing this? This is crazy. So you really helped our feelings just in your delivery style. Like, yes, we should be more professional. Yes, we should be doing PT first. Yeah, you shouldn't just throw somebody in the class.
3: Clean your gym. Yeah, you
2: should clean your gym. Like, <laughs> All those just things. Simple things, you made us feel like we weren't crazy. And,
0: and I, and, you know, I, you guys know, I appreciate that more than than I could probably expel in words. And the cool thing is, and we've talked about this before, and the origin story of this, and every great brand has an origin story. It's one of the seven elements of primal branding. And the origin story, I remember the email coming through, and I, you know, you guys asked me to come and speak at this thing, and it was just. The idea of the summit, I've always talked about we don't get a lot of water cooler talk as affiliate owners. I think that was kind of one of my opening sentences at the first mm-hmm. keynote I gave for you guys was, and it's true. you know CrossFit had the 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 fill fest, right? The affiliate gathering thing back in the day. And then that thing dropped off. And I and I think for right reasons. I don't think they they realize they we're not the right people to tell them how to run the gyms. We don't run gyms. We run we're running this thing that we don't even know, and it is running away at a rapid speed. We don't even know what to do with this thing. Like we're just worried about this. So I think they did the right thing, not stepping into the business side. I really do. Um, but I think that's where the where it opened up for people like yourselves to come together and create collaborative water cooler moments where. Now, we're not employees, but we are all, uh, I consider like myself and Brian Strump or myself and any of the other gym owners, we're just colleagues. We're colleagues. Mm-hmm. We're all working in the same office, the office of the micro gym industry, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and get them together to commiserate and share best practices and things like that. And there are not a lot of these events. There are not. And uh, when you look at what you guys have put on over the past, the fact that it's three years strong now, is impressive and i i will and i do not know any particulars to the finances but my fucking guess is that it's not three years strong cuz you guys have crushed it financially for 3 years i truly believe and i'm just taking a guess here for anyone listening that the one thing i really love about this group is that my fucking guess is that you guys have had to sit down and have the hard conversation we're probably not going to make money in doing this. We're probably going to spend so many man hours on it that financially, a, a, a numbers cruncher would tell us don't do it. But yet, it still has happened. Year one, year two, year three, and what I hope to be many years beyond this. So, I uh, I applaud you guys because I, I know you know I you know Lacey didn't pull up in a fucking brand new Range Rover, and uh, <laughs> no one like no one you know Brandon's not flying a Lear jet to uh, Portland, Oregon this year. And I, I do, I appreciate, I don't think people really realize uh, it's a business. Iron and mortar, the summit is a business. It has to make money to survive. And I think, I don't know any better, but I believe that you guys have been um, been pushing it across the finish line and I hope it becomes profitable for you. And I hope so. But at the end of the day, there needs to be more people doing the thing that you're doing. And I, I just let me take my, hats off, my hat off and, uh, and applaud you guys for that. But let's get into some business fun shit. Like one of the, well, let's, real quick. One of the fun things about this from perseverance and just giving you guys, a, I'm going to continue to pat you on the back. Cause you stroke me off for a second in the beginning <laughs> is your first venue these motherfuckers booked an event for anyone listening and their shit the it burned out like there was the wildfires in in the west coast and you know whatever happened like i'm on the east coast i don't understand this wildfire but that you guys had to <laughs> your, your first venue with like a couple weeks notice and find a spot and you you got it at the salish lodge and it's been a good home for this thing for the past two years but that was a fucking like hail mary wasn't it
1: yeah oh I'll yeah well <laughs> It, well, Ashley was actually in New York during this window shooting fashion week, because she's kind of a good photographer. She doesn't brag about herself enough. And, um, she was shooting fashion week and, uh, Brendan and I were, were back home with like two weeks to go. And there's the venue that it originally was planned for is in this beautiful wooded setting that caught on fire. So it was like a level two evacuation two weeks out. And we're like, we can't bring people up into a fire and the hotel would have let us, well, they did let us out of our contract with no penalty. So I don't know if you've ever planned an event at another space, but they don't care if you're successful or not. They want your money. So now was our chance to like, we could have bailed. So we had a a hard conversation of like, are we going to try to move this? And we're in like, we, we had our out to, to get out safely and cut our losses and they wouldn't have been that bad and move on and say, well, we tried. But we looked at each other and called after like, no, we're making this happen. So we called some places and by a sheer miracle, we were able to get it moved to the Salish Lodge within budget. They kept it in budget for us. Amazing customer service. And it had the number of nights and rooms that we needed to the number for the window we needed it in two weeks out in like right out of Seattle, that doesn't happen. So we then decided, well, this is meant to be. So we just, we are now, we're in this to win this. And uh, it it definitely tested us. We literally had like trial by fire for our first.
0: And session. Ashley was busy hanging out with Vera Wang and she couldn't answer <laughs> her text messages. So it, just, it was just like <laughs> Lacey handling this disaster. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom Ford's <laughs> here. I'll talk to you. <laughs> soon. Please. Um, Okay, so good deal. And yeah, so that that's an so now this year it's gonna be moved to Portland, Oregon.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Dude, I gotta pl- dude. I am I'm on this huge fucking convenience over community kick. It's like my thing I'm gonna be screaming about so much in the gym world, the micro gym world, the community, my community, my community. And I'm saying that convenience wins. Sally could fucking love you. You could help her lose 60 pounds. But if Timmy's fucking T-ball practice moves 40 minutes away, guess what, motherfucker, she's canceling. And I've got this entire thesis on this thing that I've just been preaching that yes, community wins, but convenience will always trump. And I just think this is a very interesting story. The Salish Lodge performed a miracle for you. Yep. Crushed it for you for two years. However, as a yep. business, you had to make the hard decision. Heartstrings probably want to stay at Salish. We got roots there. We know people, you probably know like the man, you probably know someone's name there. You've been there two years. But yeah. a bit, as a yeah. business decision to diversify the PNW aspect of what it is you offer and to move yep. it around. Is yep. that and like you guys moved it? I just again I just as soon as you said that I started thinking like there's another example where convenience wins over community a hundred thousand times. Um, and maybe unless you unless there's another reason that that would justify the other way. I'm just on the well, seat. D- kick of this.
1: It was also capacity. So sandwich okay. is small, but we're
0: growing. Yeah. Now so, that I think about that room, you can't put, put 150 people in there. You're 100% right. Yeah. It would get real so, cozy real quick.
1: Everyone would wonder why they spent that much money on a ticket in a tiny room. So, Fair
0: enough. Okay, we so had so to, some logistics in there. I'm going to yeah, stay on my yeah. pieces. Um, but uh, all right. So let's talk this year. This year is the, the third year. We're in Portland. We're at mm-hmm. the, say it again, Ash, you say it's a really fancy name.
2: <laughs> the Kimpton Hotel Monaco. All
0: right, her friend Vera recommended this tour.
2: Monaco, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, where go, this hotel place, and um, we have quite the lineup this year. You brought in some yes. big, heavy hitters, and in two years, like you go from like year Z one. Where you have, like, again, you have to get, like, me to be there. And then, like, <laughs> and then, like now in year three, you have Jason Kalipa and JP and all these other, like, just, I'll let you guys go through it. you got an amazing lineup this year.
2: Yeah. You guys want to take it? Take it away. So, uh, we have Jason Kalipa, obviously, from NC Fit. JP from Brick. There is Chris Spieler is actually going to be giving the opening. I'm really excited to meet him in person. Just. Having loved o-
0: CrossFit, it's like fanboy kind of thing, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think who doesn't like him? Um, and then we have. I see
0: that there's people right now that are going to open a affiliate in 2019, and they will have no idea who he is. That's weird. <laughs> Who's that guy?
2: Disrespectful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that um, old man up there. I think he stole my chicken. Um.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> we'll have uh, James Fitzgerald from OPEX. We will have Jay Williams again from Two Brain Business. And then last but not least, who am I? Miranda and Julian. Yes, Miranda oh, and Julian from Street Parking. Street yes. Parking.
0: Yes. Very cool. The Very huge cool.
2: online platform that they've created in like yep. two years as well.
1: So those are all of
2: our keynotes. So that's who
1: you'll get to hear. All our attendees will get to hear every single one of those people deliver their keynote. And then what's, unique about this year because we're growing in capacity. Historically, we'd had our keynotes also do the lunch intensives. They're going to continue to do that, but we had to bring in more lunch intensive hosts because we're going to have, we still want to keep those groups small, like 12 people with their lunch intensive hosts. So we had to bring in some more people to help us out with making sure everyone gets that intimate, like connected experience. That's really important to our brand. And by the way, 150 is our cap. Like we will never get larger than 150. That's very intentional uh, based on the Dunbar number and tribe psychology and mentality. So if you're waiting for it to get big before you come, stop waiting. This is the biggest it's going to get. And uh, for that, we have yourself hosting a lunch and you're going to be talking about creating content for your micro gym. I'm sure you have a little bit to say about that a little bit of experience. And then we have Jim Crowell. He's going to be talking about building a gym asset, not a liability. Um, Someone from outside of the industry who literally has millions and millions of dollars of sales under his belt for his career. And his name's Tori Mosetter. And he's going to talk about how to sell and how to sell in real life. Face-to-face, a skill. It's an art form. He's taught us a ton. So we're excited to have him there. Stephen Hitt is going to be talking about building a brand that shines in a crowded space. And then, um, we will have brand method X coming in and talking about the, the decision, if you should or shouldn't include a kid's program in your space, in your gym. And, um, also I'll be offering the opportunity to talk about how to lead well and coach your employees through behavior change. So when your employees are doing things you don't like, how do you, how do you get it to change beyond just say, don't do that anymore?
2: Yeah. so
0: I love yeah. it. Stephen needs to, I literally, I so me and him were texting this morning. I was in here early editing and I shot him a text, which is three hours behind. He probably was like, why are you texting me at like 1 a.m. my time? <laughs> uh, the Beats RX or RX Beats, I know I just created trademark yep. infringement on one of those companies right there, but like whatever, like one of them, he's got the music thing. I'm yeah. just yeah. I'm gonna go sit in his group just so I can talk to him about the music aspect. But I'm have, I'm bringing him on the podcast. He's a great dude. I have really oh, yeah. he right is. is. I'm so really they're, actually, they're
2: actually they're actually going to be DJing the event. Oh, so I'm oh, really excited you know. about that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I just want to be like one of those groupies, just hangs on the DJ booth like that. <laughs> with Steve, from the DJ. Booth. <laughs> um, all right, so you guys do have a phenomenal lineup. Let me ask you this: Why? Do you think more people like CrossFitters or entrepreneurial motherfuckers, Steven's making music streaming shit, Mm -hmm. gym owners are going out and doing consulting or coming up with products? Why don't you have more competition in this space? I like realistically, there's not a lot. We've talked about this. There's like, I can name on one hand the number of fucking independent events there are and there's none
1: like ours i want to throw that out there correct
0: so it's unique right like again in the marketplace what makes it unique blah 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 but why in general why aren't there more why isn't there more competitors i can think of a thousand people offering online programming i can think of a thousand different companies that are creating wrist wraps and gear and i want to sell you shirts and here's a protein supplement why in the business collaborative educational make yourself better space do you not have more
3: competition it's hard (laughs) <laughs> it's it's really fucking hard to put on an event like this um not only that but we aren't consultants we don't claim to be we are not teaching people how to run their business we're bringing in the professionals we're bringing in the people who have already gone on and opened up dozens of locations or put out their experience and, and they've been in it for longer than us i i can tell you we took all the information that we got from year one and we opened the gym after and this done damn well that alone is just enough reason for me to keep doing the summit because I get to learn every year when I go. It's a great event for it.
2: Yeah. It's like what you said before. Yeah. We're not making a lot of money. Maybe one day it'll, it'll turn a profit, but it's just, it's important for us. Uh, We've learned so much. We're on so much, like we're on a much better foot than if we had never put it on and it gives us the opportunity to network. I think that's also what people lose sight of. They're always asking, oh, well, what content will be there? What will be there that I haven't heard? And I'm like, well, you get to meet the people in person. Talk to Stu in real life, and it's different than just listening to the podcast. You actually get to interact with people, which is huge, which, yeah, that's why we keep doing it.
0: It's um, crazy. What so, you say? And Go ahead, Lacey.
1: I was gonna say, and it's also, it is an art to bring together people um that have a diverse perspective on how things are done
0: and like make sure everyone plays in the sandbox sandbox nicely kind of like you like that's an art like making yeah. sure the right people in and they don't fucking like hate each other or like have you no know.
1: <laughs> I think they don't I think chairs. first of all uh, yeah no throwing If you chairs, got please. Alex mosey um, to
0: come to one of these with like a Craig Patterson in the mix. Like that would be, I, you would sell more tickets if you got too (laughs) volatile to come come just because you wanted to see the mid evening four beers deep fight that was going to happen.
1: Yeah. That's not our model. We'll leave that. We'll leave that to you. Yeah.
0: I I just write that one down. I got to write that down. Um,
1: definitely like like being able to identify what we were about from the beginning and sticking to that and not getting um sidetracked and and I think part of of we don't have like like v was saying we don't have um a this isn't an upsell for something else. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, but the whole purpose of it is to build this collective of like amazing minds, including the like-minded gym owners who want to figure out how do I do this the best I can. And uh, it isn't easy to monetize that in, in all honesty. So figuring out, it really is a passion project and we're putting the passion first and now on the backside going, all right, We can't keep volunteering to do this forever, um, but it's so valuable. Let's keep grinding. And now we're starting to get the emotional investment of people that do have um, the capacity and the influence to help us to extend our reach, which is really exciting.
0: Yeah. And you know what, it would make, you know, anyone listening to this is going to be thinking, I could do this. Like, wait a minute. Like, I told, like, I, here's one thing you don't want to go up against. If you're a fighter, the guy you don't want to fight is the dude who likes getting punched in the face. You can't fight crazy. (laughs) So when you have a group of people, I've always believed this in business, find the thing you would do for free anyway and do that and find a way to monetize it. Because when you're not making money, you would have done it for free anyway. And nobody wants to go up against that motherfucker. Nobody wants to go up against the guy who's like, Oh yeah, but I'm not making any money. That's cool. I'm gonna keep doing it. And you're like, no, no, you should probably go away. You're not making money. Like, no, I'm good. I'm going to keep doing it. Like, <laughs> that is, don't. That oh, yeah. no, but that's a mindset where yeah. you're like, I don't have to make money. I'll make it eventually. Like my favorite Glassman line ever is if this whole CrossFit thing crumbled around me and I didn't get a job at McDonald's to pay my rent, I would get that job because I needed to make money. But guess what? During my one sixty minute lunch break, I would take a broomstick out of the corner, I'd snap the head off of it, and I would be having my coworkers I'd be teaching them how to overhead squat and deadlift in the parking lot because guess mm-hmm. what? it's not about the money. I just love the the passion project I will. Yep. Che- this thing down because I want to, not because I need to. And I just, I, I truly believe that, again, I, I love Glassman's excellence, you know, money kind of thing. And I think you guys are chasing excellence and I think the money will definitely come. And um, if anyone's listening to this thing, so, you know, coming to this and, you know, I love what you've done this route with, you got a ton of keynotes, you get a ton of these people. There is going to be no better, easier meet and greet where you're not only going to be able to capture a, a selfie with Jason, but you're gonna be able to sit down with a JP who's opened multiple locations. And you get to talk to like a Miranda who's created an online revenue stream, which one of my biggest things I've been pushing is that, Hey, yeah, group PT first. And then we all better have a fucking digital revenue stream within the next seven years. Or you're in a lot of deep shit. Like I truly believe like you're going to have no better place to come and get and, and hear that kind of thing. Like it's going to like, it's, it's well worth the time invested to do it. Why do you guys think, and this is truth, that you will have an affiliate owner spend on average $2,500 in the weekend to go to Wadapalooza, but they won't come to an event like this or hire a business coach or... Like any kind of continuing ed of any kind, Why is it? Is it the instant gratification? Is it the this? is it the delusion between athlete and owner? What is it?
3: I personally think because you know we know enough as gym owners to to say out loud, we don't know everything, but to still go out and do that and to go out of your way, to go you know take a day off from work and you have the staff to cover it. Is your business still running while you're gone? To be able to step away and, and be vulnerable and go learn from other people sometimes it's that's hard. So do we think it's so so do we think it's a have and the have-nots
0: thing The fact that this event is going to happen during the weekday, the fact that it's expensive mm-hmm. and requires travel instantly means you're probably not a broke gym to attend this and if you are, you're borrowing the money from somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's part of it. I mean clearly you have to be in a space to be able to access it. However, like you said, there's priorities. So people, I don't want to minimize. I know what a weekend would cost could, is is a lot of money for some people. And I want to respect that. It's It's an investment. I also think that people need to realize, however, that it is an investment and there will be a return on it. So the return I know for Brendan and Ashley came pretty quick with their own gym after, well, first of all, they opened it and were successful. And then Secondly, like just instituting PT first, it was a big deal for them. Um, and not just them, but people that have attended the summit have had similar stories with their return on investment. I think the other thing is some people, if they are coming, if they have never experienced any kind of professional conference or summit or, um, continued education experience before, they don't know what they don't know. They don't realize what it is. They they haven't experienced it. And so we one of the things we pride ourselves on is we have a lot of people that return to the summit. We've got a ton of people coming back for their third year, which is incredible that they're recognizing the value and they keep coming back. Um, so I part, part of what I think it is is people just don't know what they don't know but you talk to more gym owners than we do. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I I think it's a couple of things. I think, um, I truly believe a purge is coming. I believe Darwinism is going to hit fast and swift in the next five years. I, you know, if there is a mini recession, you know, and a lot of people, you know, talking about, I'm not referring to that. I'm not an economist. I'm not Nostradamus or anything like that, but I believe a purge is coming where we will see that number. Let's just say it's across an affiliate number of 15,000 and change. I think if there is another, even mini version of 2008, I will see a huge dropout. Mm-hmm. And I think then it'll be, it's obviously too late at that point. Cause you didn't mm-hmm. tighten up some of the nuts and bolts. Like, it's crazy. Like I, me two brain Kalipa, one of us can put out a video that we literally did in 60 seconds. And someone's like, holy fuck that changed every, like I literally, I, and I changed this thing and it's made, it's changed everything for me. Like it's a PT first or an intramural intramural open or whatever the the tactic was. Mm-hmm. like you literally you had a 60 second freebie and you don't think hanging out for 48 fucking hours with one of those people where you just sit there and shoot the shit with them you're not going to be able to just extract the nectar and the like out of there like literally like you guys know i bring chris my videographer right out these things and chris has to keep me fueled up with like he's like hey how's your voice can i get you a tea whatever it may be Because all I want to do, just like any of these other guys, is talk to gym owners the entire time, and I want to answer anything and everything I can. I Mm wanted number more selfishly, I want to display to everyone that I'm the fucking shit, and I know what I'm talking about. And number two, that's why I showed up. I Mm -hmm. literally showed up to do this because, again, like the rest of the guys, I'd be doing this even if there was no financial upside because that's, again, and so I think for anyone listening that, you know, for any of these events, and again, there's less than five of them a year that I can think of independently held for three now, three now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I think it's absolutely insane to not invest in the continuing education. And again, that's what I look at this is I look at as collaboration, continuing education, and networking. And I cannot tell you the benefits I've personally had from networking in there, from a, and again, we talk from a profitability standpoint, a mindset standpoint, a friendship standpoint, a whatever standpoint, just from meeting people there is absolutely insane. But because you're never gonna get to do it. You can only consume so much Khalipa through a fucking IG feed. You can only read so much of James's shit on his blog post. You can only watch so many WTF gym talk vlogs. It's not the same as getting to literally talk to the person, like, all right, you mend one, you said this one thing. Here's my situation. What do you think? And then mm-hmm. it's 595, 125 seconds. Someone spits that answer to you. You're like, Holy fucking shit. That was worth the plane ride and the cost yeah. of the <laughs> God, thank you. Oh my God. I'm going to go call my fucking GM right now. Like that kind of scenario. That is actually how it happens. And I think a lot of people think like we're all going to be sitting here reading the pumpkin plan together or like one of these fucking right. books. That's not it at all.
1: Right. It's really engaging. Like it, you, you, there's as much time built in for listening to keynotes as there is for time to connect with them. Like we have a network in the e- a networking event in the evening. We are, keynotes are sitting around the, these speakers are sitting around the tables with you. They're not doing their thing and then disappearing. They're there, they're in it. I'm going to challenge Jason
0: Bleep to a hot dog eating contest. Like that's. <laughs> I bet he would win. Yeah, he, would, he would crush me. He's, oh. he's got a, my esoph- I've got a baby esophagus. I couldn't do it. You look like you could, though. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you could crush some hot dogs. <laughs> you you look doctor. like a hot dog. <laughs> but here's the crazy thing, though. Um, a lot of these gym owners that are listening, and I'm only going to use this because I went to Wadapalooza as a reference point. And again, you're really, maybe so. A lot of people are really into the sport of fitness and they, they have a lot of aspiration and motivation to look up to some of these people, which is phenomenal. What do the best athletes in the, in the sport of fitness do? They fuck with the other best athletes in the sport of fitness. They go and train with them, Mm -hmm. they talk with them. Guess what, if you think Jason Kalipa or a James Fitzgerald or Stuart Brower, whatever the fuck it is, they know more and they're higher up on the echelon than you are currently, wouldn't it be good to fuck with those guys and not through a Facebook DM? Like to actually go and get to sit shoulder to shoulder? Like I just don't understand where else you think you're gonna get the opportunity to fuck with the best. And I look at, like, a guy like Kalip or JP that are be there. Like, JP shoots me a DM last week. I've never personally talked to JP in my life. I've been to his Boston location multiple times. Me and my wife go up there all the time. He shoots me this DM, and it it was fucking awesome. It was literally, like, hey, low-key, I love your shit. And it was really, like, it. literally, I got, like, a three-fourths chub. I was like, fuck, Yeah. (laughs) I was so fucking jazzed up. I was like, that is amazing. Like, but, <laughs> and I am super psyched to come and get to talk and meet with these other individuals. And if I'm getting that, what the fuck is anyone listening yeah. to this not getting jazzed up about the opportunity to come out and fucking rub shoulders if I'm getting three-fourths chub, right? Like, I don't I, understand it.
2: Yeah. I even love in which I don't Well, I think eventually it will affect the attendees. I I like what the summit does from like big business to big business. Like you get the chance to rub shoulders with other guys that are, you know, trying to do some good stuff. And I hope to bridge the gap. Like I feel like a lot of people aren't talking and jamming like you talk about. And I hope that we can.
0: I'm trying to convince Kalipa to do North Carolina fit and be like, bro, I'll (laughs) I'll buy the land and you put the buildings on it. (laughs) Um, all right, so the, the summit in, you know, in this whole thing, this idea of collaboration, let's talk a little bit on the the one thing I like that you guys have is I, I do believe the speakers come with some solid tactics. I think it's important mm-hmm. that when people leave there, they feel like they can execute on something. It's very much, you know, um, I think Cooper was one of the first ones. He really started doing the weekend seminars, like traveling around the country years ago and doing that big thing. I know Tyronette does a lot of these. And and his biggest thing where he walked away from it and started doing mentorship, from my understanding, was it was just, hey, getting people hype is great, but actually giving them the tactics to, to go about it is different. Now, every summit is going to say, or one of these events is going to say, you're going to leave with a tactic of thing to do. The one thing I like that you guys have done, you've actually created a group, like a Facebook group and an organization where myself and the other keynote speakers are in there. And if you have questions and things like that, you now have access to asking people those questions. Like, you've actually created, like, talk a little bit about that.
1: So we have our our group, our online group, and um, it's really informal. And it's just an opportunity for everyone. The speakers are, like, Jim's in it. um, You are in it. It's just if you're an attendee, we add you into that group, and then you have access to tag people and ask questions and connect, and it's a closed group. So the only way you get in is if you're an attendee. There's no magic behind it. It's just a group of like-minded gym owners that want to okay. connect with each other.
0: Yeah. Well, you have the, are the keynote speakers for this year? Will they be added to the group?
1: They will. They will. So um, yeah, they'll be, they'll be in that group. And really we can't guarantee how interactive anybody's going to be. So I don't want to sell something that isn't, is it sure. true, but they're, they're added yeah. to it. You can, yeah, you're them. right. You you know, can someone, them.
0: someone tags JP or J tags, Jason in it. And uh, we're not, you're not guaranteed when speaking, but please everyone that's listening right now, tell me all the Facebook groups that you're in and which JP and Jason Kalip are in as well. <laughs> that's what I fucking thought.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Crickets, motherfucker, crickets. Like, you're not. (laughs) So again, it's just like, it's another, that's just one additional thing that when I hear that, I'm like, I fuck, like, that is just another step to where I understand all the regular elements of what you guys provide are gonna be better than the others, but that is an act, that's something like above and beyond. I've not heard that another one. And I love that idea. And I think that's a great way to make the summit live beyond the two-day event. And that's something I've always, I've always, you know, thought you guys have done a really good job at. Um, for this, let's let's talk the PNW thing. I wanna I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask some questions there. When do you move it beyond PNW? If ever. Next hmm. year. Next year. Yeah. Yeah. Can you give me a three-word <laughs> a three-letter acronym of where you're gonna be moving in? I didn't, by the way, for everyone knowing this, I had no idea what PNW was. We were flying oh, yeah. out and I think a Joe was on my flight. Joe was my videographer that year, and I was like, Joe. The fuck? Like, what? What gym is P and W? Doesn't even have a C or an F in it. What the fuck is this thing that they're talking about? He's like, it's Pacific Northwest, you moron. I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't know people like said that. Like, I didn't know CMT was an actual rate television station when I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. I thought it was a public access, like a cute little local thing. I did not realize <laughs> when I moved to Nashville in 2008. Um, okay, yeah. so you're gonna be moving outside. You don't have to tell me where. That's fine. We'll keep that shit under wraps. Um, where do you see this thing going as event planners? And again, cause you know, I, am going to be picking your guys' brains a ton. I've got a lot of event questions I'm curious on, but like, what do you guys, where do you see this going? Is it just the same thing, just at a bigger scope or just a consistent scope or talk to me about it?
1: Well, really it's going to, we're well, we have to see the market demands. So this is the first year that we've gone this big. Our hope is to sell out and we're, We're going to see every year we stay one year at a time with our eyes on the future. And um, eventually this could be something that is a regional thing. Um, Maybe there's a couple, a couple times a year in different locations. We're not there yet, Um, but that's definitely something we've talked about. And we're definitely taking the steps to um, bring in, you know, experts outsourcing in the areas that were weak, and we're to the point where that's happening, and that's been exceptionally rewarding to just feel like, gosh, we have a bigger team now, which is fantastic. So.
0: One thing I love about you guys—you guys have balls. You guys are three Xing your growth. You guys had we—you guys were allowing like fifty-ish gyms in last year, right? Yeah, yeah, and then now you're three Xing that.
1: Yeah, and relocating yeah. venues. <laughs> Yeah, Like,
0: was that like a margarita night on the, like the Iron and Mortar <laughs> business? Like, <laughs> like yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Like, you know, it
1: we don't do margarita nights, we do whiskey nights, but yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> but like, honestly, like, um, I remember when I left my first location, 1,800 square feet, and I went to my next location, 7,500 square feet, that was on paper, a dumb fucking move. Had Stu Brower in 2019 been the business coach of Stu Brower in fucking 2012, he would have said, you moron, what are you doing? And some of the best decisions are on this, like, you know, you literally on a fucking whim and a prayer. Talk to me about that. Cause that, I guarantee you that took, that wasn't like it, was it an immediate resounding yes from all three? Or were you guys like, let's, let me double check the math on that one more time. Like, talk to me about that.
2: I I think, um, oh, go ahead, Ash. Um, I think what you said before the first year was honestly like a bad decision in theory, you know, in thinking about it ahead (laughs) of time on paper, it was a really horrible decision. We booked our hotel before we even talked to you. Like we signed a $25,000 contract before we even talked to you. Um, We knew that if we reached out to somebody like you, if we put our asses on the line a little bit, we'd get a more resounding. Yes. When we asked people, we gave them a date and a place. And I think just being vulnerable and uh, especially listening to what you had to say last year at the Speaker's Dinner, like, what are you guys doing? Like, you need to get your names out there. You need to market more. You need to really step this thing up because it's I have cool seen thing. the videos,
0: by the way. I have seen some videos. Yeah. Come out. I'm very proud.
2: Yes. I want, yes. About,
0: I want to see about 30 more, but am yes. very proud. Yes.
2: yes, sir. You got it. And uh, I think we really took the advice that we got from you guys at the Speaker's Dinner to heart. And we're like, this thing either needs to fly or it needs to stop happening. So we're going to do everything in our power to help it get off get off the ground and really go for it this year.
0: All right. Now, here's what I really want to know. And this is selfishly, well, no, I think people listening to this say, okay, so you, for two years now, you've had m- my fuck face out there, which again is like lo- very, like, like very small totem pole stuff. And then how do you call be Like, hey, listen, I don't know if you've heard or not, <laughs> <even> <laughs> this redheaded fuck to like, like how do you use like again james was probably the most premier name possible that you that we that you guys have had out there like he's just the most iconic like and i'm just fan yeah. on this now but then how do you flip it and in two years of like i'm I'm not trying to be you know self on myself just you, you gotta but you had a bunch of like again these, not like well-known like the top of the top cream of the top guys out here and with like no offense to everyone out there i love rach and everyone but it And then you turn around the roster this year from a celebrity status from the literally if we just went from awareness, like let's not even talk on anyone's actually how good they are as a speaker, a business owner. Let's just talk on how many people know them. You literally amplified this thing a gazillion fold. What was your sales pitch? I'm curious.
3: I think it's personally, my opinion, uh, it's easy to get these people behind us because it's for the gym owner. It's for people who want to help other people. So do you it, think
0: just the market, there wasn't in a lot of, there's not a lot of people calling Miranda Oldroyd saying, Hey, we have this conference. Cause there's not a lot of conferences. And it was just, you just like, we asked, did you ask? And you were like, she said, yes. Holy shit. I think
1: uh, we do that every year. It's yeah, it, we oh never yeah. get over it. We did a dance when you said, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's how desperate uh, they were in year one.
2: Oh my <laughs> God. I think it's like, We've gotten a lot better, um, once again, after the dinner last year and going through it last year, we really figured out who we are as a brand and what it is that we're trying to do, the why. And we came to these people with the why. Not like, we're not rolling in it, we're not making a ton of money off of this, but its I think it's a really good thing and I think that they agree. And they're like you and they just wanna help people out and we're, we're giving a place to do it. And also, we're, we're not a consulting service, we're not pushing one of you over the other, and that's a that's a really nice way to bridge the gap from powerhouse to powerhouse when we're not just promoting one person.
0: Yeah, and I and I, 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 again I'm going to go on and give you guys a pat on the back here again. It, you know what they're saying is correct, and I believe it 100. percent But at the same time, in year one and year two you probably didn't have the economic prowess list to approach a Jason Kalipa and pay his fee. And in year three, you were able to do the math and look like, I think based on the steam we're getting, we can actually afford these guys. Like, I got to imagine there's some kind of economics in there where you looked at, well, it and said, we're able to do that now because we've done these other things.
1: We asked Kalipa actually in the second year and he came back and the price tag, we were like, "Well, oh, that was a good idea. No, nope, yeah. not going to happen though. <laughs> and so, um, and then the and and he just you know, in all fairness, where he was at with his life too at that point, like his price tag to be away from his family at that point in his 100%. life. I totally understood it. And um, this year we we thought, well, hey, let's ask again, let's see where things are at. And um, and this year, you know, he came back with a yes and uh, was really on board. And we got better at communicating our ask, we got better at putting the why out there, leading with the why and and leading with, you know, we we don't have this great thing that we've created that we want you to become a part of. We have this great thing we're creating that we want you to help us build. That's a different message. Sure. And 100%. um yeah, people are are receptive to that. And I think they see what we're doing. And um yeah, as our yes rolled in this year from the the caliber of the lineup that we have we have done many moments of like is this happening is this real so it's been very humbling like very humbling to we don't think that we're super exceptional and that that what we're doing is we're the people doing it and we're taking the risk and people are responding to that um and we're communicating and leading with our with why we're doing it and it comes from a place of passion and desire to help out gym owners
0: you just had the, the podcast run. with Kalipa. You guys were down there. Which location did you go to? Campbell. Okay. I'm flying in there April 9th. I'm meeting with him. We're doing a, the podcast and a vlog tour of one of his locations or something like that. Um, is it the San Jose-like kind of area? Yeah, yeah. Most of them are there.
1: There's no such it was his headquarters. A fucking
0: direct flight. I could not pay to get a direct flight from Charlotte to San Jose. It just doesn't happen. I've got to <laughs> hang out in fucking Phoenix for like two hours. Um, but I'm very excited. Um, I'm going to bring all my sunblock. It's gonna be great. <laughs> but when does that podcast drop? Do you know? It hasn't I yet, think, right?
1: Uh, no, it hasn't yet. It should be with within a week from when we're recording right now. So
0: at what point do you pull, I'm just gonna call it what it is, I'm gonna call it Cooper and open up the coaches track to try to do two extra revenue. Just kind of like when the competitions need to double their revenue, to like Team competi- team competition event get four people. Like, <laughs> you guys ever consider that? Or are you like, we're going to stay owners only?
3: We
1: we've talked about it. Go ahead, B.
3: We we've got something coming. I'll I'll just leave it at that. That's perfect.
0: That's all you needed to do. Hundred percent. No, I love that. Have you ever thought of going digital? Look at what three two one go did and charge a lower nominal fee for a digital. Now again, that is just such an AV fucking digital nightmare, but. Have you ever considered that?
2: Um, I think our brand, we've we've asked ourselves a lot of questions like about how do we make this more profitable. Um, And we we came across a couple options and we've brainstormed with people that we have helping us now with this. And ultimately it comes down to our brand. The best part about our event is that I get to sit and talk to Stu Brower face to face. That's literally the best part. (laughs) The best part. And so I just, we really don't want to lose that. And yeah, I think that's how we'll continue to be different. You know, same cell that CrossFit has people are tribal. So like
0: 100%. Very interesting guys. I, so I like, I'm very, as we're like, this podcast is tailored off. I'm just very interested on the business side of everything. Because again, these are business owners. You know, we're talking, and again, and for everyone who doesn't know the backstory, Lacey was recently named GM. Is this correct? Correct, yeah. Iron and Mortar, um, previously almost formally known as CrossFit Branded Iron. Um, oh,
2: thank you. At- <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's like, so, I mean, it's very cool to see, like, when you look at it's two different, it's two very unique businesses that you're running here right now. And it's very, because the people listening this are going to be business owners. And that's the other thing that I, I have a huge respect for. Like when I want to come watch that, I'm always curious. I want to see a startup. I'd love to fucking have sat in the room when there was nine Google employees. I would have right. loved to be at Kalipa's first location, right? There are people that would have mm-hmm. loved to sit in my truck with me at 6 a.m. in the morning during my two boot camp sessions. And then as I drove around looking for a brick and mortar in the middle of the day in 2009, like yeah. startup time. And I'm very yeah. intrigued by startups and I'm always very interested in where that mindset goes, especially when it's a, you got one nut a year, you got one mm-hmm. fucking time to do your thing and you know, you can't fuck it up. Like, oh, well, next month we'll sell more.
1: Right. There's time. no next month. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> right.
0: Um, annual leave, you guys, it, will the timing of the year change? I know this year it's obviously different than the previous. I feel like I was just out and saw you guys and I'm excited yeah. to kick back out this summer but where, um, are you guys thinking like summer spring or is that just kind of dependent based on travel cycles and hotel rates and things like that?
1: No, we'll keep it summer spring. We, we changed it. Honestly, we moved it around because our target market now is going to have to have an open in October and that's going to make it harder to get the owner out. And so we moved it to make it more accessible to the gym owner an easier time of
0: year to leave. That drives, that's another thing that just drives me up the fucking wall when a gym owner would not oh god we did this <laughs> fucking pt first thing with sean Pastuchat here like last minute threw it together got like 20 something whatever 20 gyms to come out and the number of dms i got like i'd love to make it but a friday night lights and i'm like i just want to fucking strangle you it's, so I, would say, I, I bring you out here yeah. for free if you weren't being such a douche right now um but uh Guys, what, what else? Like for anyone listening, what else do we, what else, what are the points would you like to kind of drive home for anyone who's possibly thinking about attending?
1: I think that just the format that we offer is unique and that it's a fun place to just, like we said, connect with your, um, fellow like-minded gym owner. So, so not just, are you connecting with these people that, you know, you already know about or know of? You're going to be meeting new people that are like-minded and have the same passion and drive that you do, and maybe aren't. It, okay, it's really hard to get the gym up the streets, to talk to you sometimes because of competition and because of it. It can just be a challenge. A lot of different reasons. It's much. It's awesome to have an ally that you know you can call on, um, and that you can really connect with. That's like-minded. You're speaking the same language. You have the same drive. Um, and they might be, you know, two cities or two States or five States away, but you've got that person that you can call and rely on. You don't get those people typically, um, in, in the same way that you would in person as you can, like through, through an affiliate network online. So opportunity to build that is huge.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. One other thing I want to make I want to add to this is you know when you look at the lineup and again I think it's very I think it's remarkable you've got a lot of guys that one thing I think that's interesting you have the Kalipa the Spieler the Miranda the James Fitzgerald these are individuals that also came from dual lives in my opinion when I look at those kind of people from a, they were very sport saturated and then they have businesses now they yeah. like I'm not gonna say they matured emotionally or mentally but I mean like their life took them on a slightly different trajectory if you would have gone six years ago and asked maybe Miranda and Jason you know, pre all the things that happened in their life that forced them down a different path. Are you going to do sport forever? They might've thought that at one point, like this is going to be my thing. I'm going to compete in the, look at where, and they've, they've switched that trajectory. I think that's one of the most interesting things to look at as a business owner is when people were on this one road and the next thing you know, boom, veering right for whatever reason, life sickness, whatever it is, something Mm -hmm. happened to me to veer right. And guess what? They still made it work. If you would have said to me six years ago, Miranda Oldroyd is going to stop doing the sport of fitness, fucking get divorced, get married, get pregnant, start an online training business. I'd be like, no, she's not. She's going to win the CrossFit Games in like two years. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, but it's just very, like, I think that's another thing. Like, yes, they have successful businesses, but there are so many gym owners that are listening to this that were on a certain trajectory and their partner quit or they lost that head coach or their mom got sick. And now they're having to like, they're like, oh my God, my, I had a plan and my plan changed. Holy fuck. I think you have a great series of like a very cool little pocket of people who were on this very certain trajectory to become, to you do the professional sport thing? They probably weren't thinking of what am I going to do after sport leaves me? Like a lot of athletes don't. That is kind of the plight right. of a professional athlete. I think that's one of the underlying things no one's talking about, especially with this lineup, is that people who had to switch gears and still did so successfully.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a uh-huh. huge plus.
0: Yeah, awesome. Guys, for people who are interested, they want they want maybe no more, they want to sign up, they want to come, they want to do whatever. How do they get in contact? How do they get a part of Iron and Mortar? Lay it out for the kids.
2: So you can check out the website at the iron and mortar summit.com. Uh, we're on Instagram as at the iron and mortar summit on Facebook iron and mortar summit. We're actually going to be running a giveaway for all of your listeners as well. We have a,
0: that fuck faces a giveaway. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have an all access ticket to come see you and all of the keynote speakers. Um, they'll have to do travel and all that, but a free ticket to come and see us. So wherever they're at, please come and see us. We would love to have more of your audience there.
0: That's awesome. Awesome, guys. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. I know you guys are busy. You've got a lot of shit going on. I appreciate you taking the time. I cannot wait to see you guys in June. And until then, we'll talk to you soon.